Hey, sweet friend, let's get real for a minute. Are you feeling stressed about holiday waking? Maybe not sure how to handle another holiday season without feeling burnt out and exhausted by the end? Yeah, it's a tough season and can come with a lot of temptation and frustration. This is why I created your Balanced Holidays digital course. Inside of this course, you'll learn how to get the most out of your holiday season without the weight gain. You'll learn mindset shifts and actionable strategies that you can put into place right away. You'll learn how to handle some of the toughest holiday situations and come out on top, and you're even gonna learn how to deal with other people over the holidays that make this whole journey that much harder. This course is split into three distinct sections. The first section is the modules. You've got this, the, the learning, <laughs> that's really important. We've got, we touch on things, um, things like how holiday weight gain actually works, um, and so how much weight you can gain in a specific holiday and, and what that looks like. We even talk about dealing with family over the holidays, which is a really big deal. We'll touch on goal setting and then setting your own goals, being proactive versus reactive, and even thinking about ways you can handle holiday suites. There's a lot of practical, actionable steps in section one, which is the modules. Section two is a how-to PDF for everything you need to know about the holidays and step-by-step, -step, again, how-to, really actionable, point-by-point -point things for you to put into place. Things like how to portion control at events, how to be flexible and plan for spontaneity, how to meal prep and plan for a holiday week, things like exercising on limited time, prioritizing during the holiday season, time management, the whole nine yards. Lots of amazing resources in here. And the third piece of the course is a workbook, journal, and a daily planner. So for each module, you dig deeper into your understanding and experience with that module topic. Thought-provoking questions in the workbook are going to help you to change your mindset, and the daily planner helps you to be proactive about each day over the holiday season. And finally, there's a Facebook group associated with the course that allows access to a community of like-minded people who are also here to have their best holiday season. This course is going to help you to change your holiday experience. You're going to go into each event with confidence and know that you'll leave the holiday season feeling satisfied and ready for what's next, not feeling frustrated and sluggish. You deserve to feel your best during the holiday season and beyond. So click the link in the show notes below and join the course and take control of your holiday experience. Now onto the episode. Welcome to the Balance Bod Pod, where we talk about all things balancing life and health so you can have your cake and eat it too, or your donuts or your pizza or whatever your thing is. But seriously, health is the greatest gift that we have, and it does not have to come at the cost of enjoying the fun parts of life. So through the podcast, we're going to explore and experience for ourselves what balance truly looks like in our own lives. Stay tuned. Welcome back to the Balanced Bod Pod. I'm Corinne Graustra, holistic health coach, podcaster, and owner of Balanced Body Health. At the Balanced Body, we come together with women to empower them to take control of their health journey. We do this by giving access to coaching and resources, eliciting behavior change, and encouraging self-awareness to create change that lasts. And welcome, you guys, to episode 42. Today, I'm going to get on my soapbox, <laughs> as always, about how you are in charge of your health journey. There is so much of the shoulds and the, like, everybody has their own opinion of what somebody else should eat, which drives me crazy, but we'll get to that here in a minute. And there's just overall so much talk about how health has to be, right? And I use 
am over here in my closet using has to in air quotes, like aggressively, <laughs> right? It's like, well, if you, if you have gluten, you, you're not healthy. Like that's not, you're not eating healthy. Or if you have, if you decide to have dairy, ooh, dairy is really inflammatory. You shouldn't have that. Or, oh, you're having bread. Like you eat bread. Really? Are you sure? Are you, do you like, you must not like care about your weight loss then is what I'm seeing, right? Like it's, people can get so judgy about it and it drives me crazy. Recently, I have heard two specific client stories that made my head explode and <laughs> made my, just made my heart so sad just because it's like, do does it have to get to be this way? So the first one, um, my, one of my clients, she was on a trip with her friends. They are in a motorcycle gang. They love it. They're on a trip with their friends and they stopped for lunch as they typically do. And she had looked at the menu and there was raisin bread on the menu. And she said, raisin bread, she told me later, is my favorite thing in the world. If it is on, like, I didn't even think about it because if it's on the menu, the answer is yes. Like, yep, uh uh-huh. And that everybody else in her little pack was doing keto. And so everybody looked at her and they were like, are you, wait, are you eating that? Wait, you got raisin bread? What are you? oh, okay. And she's like, well, I didn't really think twice about it because I liked it. and It's my favorite thing ever. But it was a thing. Like, since when did having a piece of bread with your friends become a thing? You guys, what is happening to us? The second one that I, that happened that, oh, made me so sad is that I had a client who went to, she traveled to Chicago to see all of her friends recently. And they went, They all went out to dinner. So there's like 20 of them, right? Because she lives in Chicago or she used to live in Chicago. So that's where all of her friends are. So when she goes back, it's this big reunion. And it's a lot of fun. She was so excited to go back. And she went out and she came back and she said, I don't know what happened. And maybe I just haven't noticed it. But everyone was obsessing over what they did and did not eat. That is all anyone would talk about is what kind of diet they're doing and what they're eating and what they're not eating. And, oh, they can't have that. Or, oh, people were breaking their their eating windows or, well, saying they're breaking their eating windows. Like, oh, well, I'm not supposed to eat after 8, but I'll have this glass of wine with you even even though it's 8.30. Like, what, what? What are we doing? So the entire time, all she could focus on was the fact that every single person in her party was on some sort of diet. And then, of course, she felt she she felt great because if you follow us here in the Balanced Bad Pod, you know we don't really do diets. That's not how we roll because they don't solve the problem, right? They help you to lose weight in the short term. They don't do anything for you long term, typically. Um, and you're kind of stuck in the same place. And so, yes, you can put all this work in. You can do the hard work to to go really low carb, to, to kill yourself with that if that feels like a struggle to you. But long-term, it's not necessarily always going to bring you the gain you're looking for in the, in the good way, the gain in life, not the gain in weight, right? <laughs> and I also, actually, here's a third one. I just talked to a woman with weight loss surgery. Um, so I don't take clients who have done weight loss surgery, but I but I talked to this woman um, and she was telling me that interestingly enough, so I don't remember exactly what surgery she had done, but she was saying that she had taken out ghrelin. So somehow in some way, shape or form, they took out ghrelin from her body. So her body was no longer able to produce ghrelin, which is the hunger hormone. So get this, you guys, she was not able to feel satisfaction from food. She wasn't able to get pleasure from eating and she also didn't feel hungry. So by not feeling hungry, she also lost the pleasure in eating, which is such an interesting like philosophical thing for me. (laughs) But 
The other thing she told me is it took her hours to eat a single meal out with her friends. She, I think she had a bowl of soup and it took her like three or four hours because her stomach was so small, she couldn't eat too much in a sitting or she would throw up. And then on top of that too, that her daily calorie intake, you guys, I'm so sad. Her daily calorie intake was supposed to be around a thousand from her, her weight loss doctors. And I don't necessarily understand all of the, the nuances with weight loss surgery, but she had said she's eating about 700, which in and of itself, yes, it's really low calorie. I would never recommend that to somebody without surgery, but I understand you make some of those sacrifices when you, when you do that. And being that you can't eat very much in a sitting, it probably doesn't feel as low as it is, but she told me she's exercising and burning six hundred calories a day. She's netting 100 calories. My heart broke. And I'm like, I, I don't, I can't, I don't, what? I don't know how to help you just because I, you know what I mean? Like there, that's, you've, you're got, you got nothing to work with at this point and your body. I don't know how things change or how things work, but moral of this entire story is that everybody has some sort of idea of how healthy should be. So whether that's a surgery, whether that is what you're doing, um, with your eating windows, whether that's what, what you're doing with your carbs or your fats or your proteins or your style of eating. If you feel like uh, if somebody says you should never have any packaged foods or processed foods, right? Everybody has some sort of idea on how health has to be. And when you talk to them, they will push that on you. Most people, right? Some people won't, but most people will push that on you if you ask them about it. And if you, right, like actually show interest, they're not just going to walk up and be like, you should be keto. <laughs> but if you ask them, if you have a conversation, it's very likely that they're going to say, yep, you should do this. Here's what I'm doing. Here's how I'm feeling. Here's all the great benefits of what I'm doing. And if you basically from the kind of the feeling I've gotten from people who don't know I'm a health coach when I have a conversation with them is if you don't do this way, you're wrong. And it breaks my heart because that is absolutely not true. If there's one thing that I learned from school, it is bio-individuality reigns supreme over literally everything, you guys. Carb intake, fat intake, protein intake, sleep, stress, um, exercise, everything has to be right for you. So who cares what's right for your neighbor or your neighbor's neighbor, which I guess would probably also be your neighbor. Who cares what's right for them? Because that doesn't mean that that's going to be right for you. And on the same coin, you, it is totally possible that you could be in a situation where you're following those rules. And while it makes somebody else so significant weight, it makes you sick, makes you gain weight, right? I have seen that and it's really sad. And they, people are not, they're not sure what's going on. They don't understand why that's happening, but that is something that, that is possible as well. So what I want to share with you guys today is that First of all, that is just ridiculous that we are putting so much pressure on each other like it is a moral decision what you eat and put into your body. It does not need to be a moral decision. It just it just doesn't. Eating poorly or eating unhealthily doesn't make you a bad person. It literally, it doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way unless that is your intention to say, uh, no, even then. I was going to give you some sort of example on how that would be an exception to the rule, but nope. Can't find one. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. So let's all cut ourselves some slack and take a deep breath. The one thing that I want to really share today is that you get to design your journey. So when I talk to clients and potential clients all the time, they say, well, I did this and then I fell off track. I was doing this and then I fell off the wagon. And 
the thing that I started noticing recently is that everybody's quote unquote fell, fell off the wagon is the same thing. It's like, oh, I had a donut. Oh, I went out for dinner and I had a burger and a beer and fries, which if you know me, that's my favorite meal. Mavericks, $10, shout out. I'm really hungry at this point. I don't know if that's obvious, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like everybody is talking about how, right, they're off track because they had something that was unhealthy. It all comes down to like, oh, I didn't eat clean, so I'm not healthy, or so, you know, so I had a bad day, or so I fell off track, quote unquote. And I'm here to tell you today that you decide what falling off track is. You can either dictate and design your own journey, um, and really more specifically the parameters of that journey, or you can let someone else do that for you. And I highly encourage you to do it yourself. You're going to get a much more fulfilling life out of it, and you're going to probably stick to it a lot longer because you decided and because it works for your life. So you won't find me saying that I'm never going to have a burger, saying that I'm going to only have alcohol, will never have alcohol, never have donuts, never have pizza, never have... I'm not going to do that. But let me tell you a little secret. When I do have a burger, beer, and fries on a Thursday for $10, I leave feeling amazing because it, number one, tastes amazing. Number two, I feel good because I feel like I got a deal, right? That's a pretty good deal. Number three, because I've gone on a date with my husband and who cares sometimes. That is within the parameters of my healthy lifestyle. I've decided that is something I want to do on a regular basis. So when I leave, I don't go, are you kidding me? I went off track and I'm just so frustrated with myself and I can't believe it. And oh my gosh, I had a burger and I didn't even take off the bun, right? Like that's not happening with me because I've decided that that is within the parameters of my healthy lifestyle. Also is going to get ice cream, maybe even that same night, hopefully not because we've done that a couple of times and it makes us feel sick. It is for sure our limit, (laughs) but on a, on a different day, on whatever day I want to, who cares if it's a Saturday or if it's a Tuesday or if it is whatever day of the week it is, that is not factored into my parameters. I'm not going to have a cheat day because I don't need to cheat because I love the lifestyle that I have and the lifestyle that I live and the parameters and the freedom it allows me to make choices when I want to make the choices, when they're worth it, and then to skip them when I don't. So you get to decide, right? Let me tell you a little th- little secret. I haven't fallen off track. Gosh, in a long time. I was trying to think of a specific number. I haven't fallen off track in a long time because I haven't needed to. Because even if you have a week where you're kind of out of your routine, you can get back into your routine. And I haven't done damage because I enjoy the lifestyle that I have and specifically the lifestyle with food that I've, I've created for myself but also because I don't feel restricted because I do have freedom because I have the freedom to go out with my girlfriends on a Friday and enjoy myself and then to also have a healthier meal and stay home on a Saturday because I haven't created these rules in my head of how the specific days of the week should be and what I'm supposed to eat on those specific days and what is considered quote unquote bad. So I'm going to implore you to do that same thing. You get to decide what the parameters are that you want to live within. Do you want to be able to go for ice cream on a Tuesday with your husband on a random day? Do you want to be able to go out to eat and have the flexibility to not have to just choose from the low calorie menu or to only get, you know, broiled fish with, with steamed veggies with no oil? Is that the kind of life you want to live? If those things taste good to you, awesome. I'm not advocating for you to eat junk all the time. And I'm not saying that that should be kind of your norm or within the parameters, right? Because you have to create the parameters that are also going to lead you to weight loss uh, if that's your goal. 
And if that's your goal, looking at about 80% of your meals being healthy and nutrient dense and, you know, really trying to focus on fruits and vegetables and things like that, that's going to pretty much do it. So you get to have some flexibility in your week. Now, how do I know when I'm off track? I just use that term off track, but what do I mean is when, <laughs> how do I know if I'm kind of outside of my parameters is if it happens for like an entire week, right? If my husband says, let's go for ice cream on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, I'm like, yep, yep, yep. That's probably too much, but it doesn't happen very often because i I use as what we've talked about here on the podcast as the worth it evaluation. So when you're confronted with a temptation or, you know, the desire to have any sort of food that's not healthy, which is not a big deal at all, but it does require a little bit of extra thought just because of how easy it is to give into these things without thinking and having it be not worth it and then kind of spiraling into that downward slippery slope. So asking yourself if it's worth it. If you're out to dinner on a Tuesday and you ask... <laughs> Apparently Tuesday's my day. Not sure why I keep using Tuesday. But if you're out to dinner on a Tuesday, you get to say, okay, I'm looking at this delicious house salad, which is my favorite other thing at Mavericks that I love to get. Or I'm looking at this burger and fries and I'll probably get a beer with it because that's, I'm going to get a beer anyways. <laughs> and it, you can ask yourself, is it worth it? And in order to figure out if it's worth it, you think about the pros and the cons. So all the pros being in the moment, it's going to taste delicious. I'm really excited about it. I haven't had it in a while, yada, yada. The cons, I haven't had the burger in a while, but I did have ice cream yesterday or, you know, today I'm, I know I'm only eating it because I'm stressed, not because I genuinely want it, right? There's an important distinction of why you're eating it. So looking at the pros and the cons, and then looking at the last few days and the next few days. So the Minnesota State Fair is going on right now. And I, I'm the first person to tell you to just enjoy yourself at the fair. It's not about, if you try to, <laughs> actually, if one of you tries to go to the Minnesota State Fair and count calories, please send me what that looks like because I'm very curious. I, For a second, I, I was talking to a client about it and I was like, should we, like, I wonder what that would look like. And then it's like, well, first of all, how do you, how do you track a deep fried Snickers on a stick? And then also, do you really want to know? Like, even if it's there, are you sure you want to know? I think that it's in that situation, just probably, probably better not to know, <laughs> but it's, I'm the first person to tell you to just enjoy yourself in a situation like that. But also the other situations that you're in, the non-state fair situations where it's just a normal day, like let's say you're going on Friday, if you're out to eat on Wednesday and you know you're going to the fair on Friday, your choices should reflect that. Your choice, you should be choosing the healthier option unless it is a very serious worth it situation because you know that that's coming up and you're going to have tons of calories. You'll get lots of walking, but you're going to have a lot of fried food, probably in your best interest to then, you know, have stay low key on the treats and the, in the snacks and such up until then. And then even for a couple of days after, but let's say it's just a normal weekend. You've got nothing going on the, the last few days, the next few days, and maybe you're going to go out to eat again, but it feels really worth it to you in the moment have it. If the pros outweigh the cons, you eat that food and you do not feel guilty about it because that is giving yourself permission and then yelling at yourself for doing that, which is not a fun place to be. And at that point, you probably should have just skipped it anyways because you didn't enjoy it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but if the cons outweigh the pros, if you are eating out of emotion, if you're not really hungry, if you only want it because of the specific day of the week, um, if you are only having it because somebody else said that you should have it, or because it's what you typically get, those are not good reasons to, to, to indulge. And the cons might outweigh the pros. And then you say, nope, I'm okay. I'm good to go. I'm going to skip it. I'm going to have the healthy option. So you get to decide 
not only what the parameters look like, but then you also get to ask yourself in every situation, is this worth it? Do I actually, not just like on a quick, do I want this? Yes, but do I actually want this? Do I not just desire it, but is this going to fill me up in some way, mentally, physically, emotionally, because they're all important and we hopefully know that by now. So let's talk about what what do your parameters need to, to have? Like what are, okay, cool, Corinne, like sweet, I got it. I should have parameters. I shouldn't listen to what so-and-so says that clean eating is the rule and that if I eat a carb or if I have anything that's processed, I'm going to die basically is sometimes how strong the message is. How do I how do I how do I set my parameters? Where do I go? What do my parameters need to have? So there's a handful of things here. Your parameters need to have the following. Number 1, they need to allow you to feel like you're living a life you enjoy. Number 1. But number 2, they need to allow for real life. And those are two different things, right? Living a life you enjoy but real life too, because you might enjoy a life where you're, you know, eating non-processed foods and doing all that stuff. But if you're on the go, literally every day, <laughs> that is not probably realistic. It's absolutely a goal to strive for, but it should also allow you, you shouldn't feel like you've sinned if you went to a drive through somewhere. Maybe even, especially if you got a healthy option at that drive through um, but it, it should allow for real life. That is so important. Nothing, if it doesn't allow for real life, it's not going to stick. It's not worth your time to even try. I will say that. I will say that again. If your parameters, if whatever you're doing nutritionally, exercise-wise, if it doesn't allow for real life, drop it. Don't even give it a second thought. Drop it right where it's at. Your parameters should also add to the quality of your life and your health, right? Your your parameters should add to the quality of your life and to your health. This means not everything you eat is going to be junk, right? Not everything you eat is going to be junk. Most of it's going to be some healthy stuff. Most of it is stuff that you are going to enjoy, but also that's going to fill you up physically. It's going to give you glowing skin and make you feel great and give you good digestion and, and good sleep and good energy. And it's going to taste good. Those are things that matter. Um, because those add to the quality of your life, right? That means that you, when you have more energy, you show up better for your family, the people in your life. You are a better employee when you are feeding yourself in a way that gives you more energy, helps you to be happier and mentally healthier as well. So it adds to the quality of your life and your health. It allows you to feel like you're living a life you enjoy. It allows for real life. That is so important. Again, you decide if you're going to stay on the guilt train for what you're eating. Because food, as a friendly reminder, does not have morality. Chocolate chip cookies do not make you a bad person. They do not make you a bad person. I will say that one more time. Chocolate chip cookies, or insert whatever food you love here, does not make you a bad person. There are good choices, and there are poor choices, depending on the context. Um, but not all, not all unhealthy food choices are also poor choices in every circumstance. Like think about, and this is an extreme example, but your wedding cake, right? Like it's cake. Yeah, it's probably loaded with sugar. It's got tons of stuff in it. Is that actually a bad choice? Because it's your own wedding cake, right? You dig? So not everything. And of course, it was an extreme example, but maybe it's not. Maybe, right? Like maybe it's ice cream on your birthday or your absolute favorite thing with your absolute favorite people. Just because it was an unhealthy choice doesn't always make it a poor choice for you. 
So again, um, let me give you my parameters too. So I know I talked a little bit uh, about my more general parameters, but let me tell you my specific parameters too. Um, so first, th first things first, my baseline is healthy, protein-rich meals most of the time. That is my that is my priority. When I'm at home and when the meals are not significant, I'm gonna be less indulgent. I'm I have after this, and this sounds so health coach of me, but I'll just share this. Uh, I've got chicken and Brussels sprouts that my husband made last night in the fridge waiting for me when I'm done recording. I'm going to put some buffalo sauce on that and it's going to be delicious. So those are your baselines, right? And if you're curious, I don't show those on social media because they're not pretty. They're not cute and they're not that much fun, but they're basic and they're simple and they allow us to eat healthy at home. So we're not making these giant elaborate meals that are extremely dramatic and have a million steps just simple, easy to put together, a carb, a protein, a fat, um, all sorts of stuff. So that is my baseline. When I go out to eat, which full transparency is several times a week, my husband and I, <laughs> we have this ongoing battle to try to reduce our, our eating out to like once a week. And we're, we've not done that successfully for a significant amount of time in Gosh, you've been together for almost 10 years. So 10 years, <laughs> we're working on it. We're trying. We just, people ask what my hobby is. And it's so, it's such a lame hobby. And I feel almost embarrassed to say it, but we love going out to eat. I love it. I love not having to come home and cook. I love not having to do anything. I don't have to clean up. I just, we literally will take, and here's why it's so much fun. We will take our deck of face 10 cards. We'll bring it to a table or the bar at our favorite restaurant. Shout out to Mavericks again that I never stopped talking about. I should stop giving it away because then everybody's going to flood it and that, then it, I won't be able to find a chair anymore. <laughs> but we take a game of face 10 there and we play face 10 at the bar. You have a drink, you have a meal. It's just a really fun, I don't know. We just love it. It's one of our favorite things to do. It gets us out of the house, especially because I'm at home all the time. So that's another reason too why we really enjoy going out to eat. In the summer, it's the summer in Minnesota. So we go and we sit on as many patios as we possibly can. We try some sweet restaurants, we do our thing, and it's just, it's a lot of fun. So it's a hobby of ours. But when I go out to eat, I identify what is worth it. Sometimes I get a grilled chicken salad. Like I said, my, that house salad at my our favorite place is my absolute favorite. I crave it all the time. It's not just your 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 mom's house salad, right? It is delicious. It's got an apple cider vinaigrette dressing oh, with chunks of cheese, some cranberries, some delicious wood fire chicken. Oh my gosh, it's amazing. And my mouth is watering. So that in and of itself, right? I, I've got a healthy option that I love. That makes it easier, especially because if I'm really not, if I, that's just my baseline. Like that's my default. If I don't know what I'm going to get, I will typically get that. Um, so sometimes, like I said, I get a grilled chicken salad. Sometimes I get a burger, fries, and a beer, both of which, again, fit into my lifestyle, none of which I feel I have to do or that I feel guilty for not doing or actually doing. So I ask myself in that situation, what is worth it? And then a little side note here, this has taken probably a couple years to get to this point, but I'm able to now go into the restaurant and decide that instead of having to do it like in the in the car and try to say like, ah, what do I want? I don't have to do that anymore because I've kind of trained myself to not get, I don't get too excited about anything that's like I'm craving until I get there. And then I look at the menu and I see what I want. And then I ask myself what's worth it. 
So that is definitely something that you might be able to do as well. As you continue to practice that whole worth it evaluation, you will probably find it gets easier and it becomes more natural and you don't always have to put so much forethought into things. You can really just take things as they come. So that's the good news. Um, Treats. Let's talk about treats. So treats for me are on an as they come up basis. Again, I identify what's worth it. I will have a random glass of wine on a Tuesday, (laughs) again with the Tuesdays, um, or go to eat and then I'll get ice cream. Like I said, uh, with my husband at the local ice cream shop, sometimes that's how it happens. Sometimes it doesn't happen like that. Sometimes we go weeks without having any like specific treats like that. We're like, oh, well, let's have some sort of dessert. And then sometimes I'm asked if I want a glass of wine or I want to go for ice cream. And the answer is no, no thanks, because it's just not worth it. And although my parameters allow it, doesn't mean the answer is always a yes. So let me say that again, just because your parameters allow it, doesn't mean it's always automatically a yes. So let's recap a couple of things that we've talked about so far. Number one is that you get to decide what your parameters are. You get to decide what is in your lifestyle and what you want to be in your lifestyle. If you don't like my lifestyle doesn't include soda. Like I just don't care about soda that much. Um, Every now and again, I will have like a sip of soda right where you go. You're like at Culver's or something to to eat dinner and, you know, just on the run and you see it and you're like, oh, a taste of Sprite would be really good. But that's it. Like I don't sodas around me. I don't feel the need to have it. I used to love it. I used to drink gobs of soda. Mountain Dew was my life. And I'm pretty sure my insides are glowing green still to this day. It's probably been 10 years since I've had a Mountain Dew um, because more, um, more than like 12 ounces of a Mountain Dew at a time. You guys, I used to get 24 ounces. Get this. 24 ounces of Mountain Dew in the morning. And then I would also get a coffee. And then I would drink a full throttle and eat chips at school. That was a good time in my life. My insides are very happy with me. <laughs> so as somebody who used to love soda, like that is, I, I understand. But it's not it's not in my life anymore. I don't care about it. I don't want it. I don't need it. I don't feel good when I have it. Um, and so that's one that to me is a really easy, it's never worth it. Nope, don't care. Like if, maybe if my husband has, again, he, he'll get a soda at dinner or something once in a great while, I'll sneak a couple sips, but that's really about it. Even on planes, that used to be my thing was to have Sprite on planes and now I'm just, it just didn't make me feel very good. So I just don't care. And I will have now sparkling water on planes, which fun fact, many of them have. So that's kind of cool too. If you're looking for something bubbly on the, on the flight, but don't really want all the sugar, that's cool too. So you do that, you create your parameters, you figure out what do I actually want to be in my lifestyle? Um, Unless you see a significant problem with something that you're currently doing, I highly encourage you include a lot of the things that you're already doing. Unless you are significantly far outside of that 80-20 suggestion, um, I highly encourage doing things you like. That's going to be most sustainable for you, right? So maybe it starts with I'm, I'm at 70-30 right now. So I'm going to go 80-20 and then or let's let's start with like a 50-50, like 50% of my meals are junk right? I'm eating out a lot. I'm making poor choice, like unhealthy choices that aren't worth it to me in the moment that are just, I'm just looking at them and saying, yep, I want that. Um, so 50, 50, you let's work, you work up to 60, 40 and then 70, 30 and then 80, 20. And I don't exactly know how many meals it is per week, but you guys, you get the idea, right? So work up to it and, you know, work to ideally have the anywhere between like 90, 10 and 80, 20, uh, tends to be kind of a sweet spot for people. So shoot for that. See how you feel. Everything is bio-individual. You might be able to maintain your weight and feel really great on 70-30. Who knows? This is your parameter, right? Please keep in mind that the 1% done 
over time consistently trumps the significant changes and restrictions every time, every single time, especially in the long run. So aiming to get your meals at about 80-20 is going to be helpful, but you create the perimeter. So decide that for yourself. From there, when you're in a situation, when you're presented with something that is within your parameters, ask yourself if it's worth it. If it is an unhealthy choice, ask yourself if it's worth it. Do I actually want this? What are the pros? What are the cons? If the pros outweigh the cons, enjoy that. Love that. Move on with your life. Eat it and then move on with your life. If you, if the cons outweigh the pros, stick to that and remind yourself that it's a choice, that you're deciding that's not worth it and I don't really want that. So I know I'm going to be frustrated when it's over. So I'm going to make a different choice. I know I'm not going to regret this healthy meal, um, being that this unhealthy meal was not worth it to me and I will reevaluate again. I can change my mind at any time, right? I'm not, this isn't a forever decision, but in this moment right now, it's not worth it. Remembering to look at the last few days before and the next few days coming up to determine if it's worth it or not. So this week, your homework is to find your parameters and create your parameters for yourself. Figure out what those look like. That is your challenge, is your homework. Next time, by next Monday, you should have that done. Set aside some time on your calendar. Pause this episode. Play it again when you get to work, when you have some something to write on and you're stopped. Or tell Alexa to remind you later or Siri because robot slaves are the best. (laughs) So with that, that is all we have for our episode today. I'm so glad to be back. Thank you for your ears. I super appreciate it. And let me know. I'm going a little bit more free form, as I'm sure you can tell. Let me know what you think. I'm super curious. Um, Obviously, things are switching up here on the Balance Bod Pod. And I am so very excited for what we've got coming. So thank you for your ears and happy parametering. It's a verb now. (laughs) Have a great week, friend. That's all we've got for our episode today. Thank you for listening. And I want to hear from you. Rate and review the podcast. It's actually the best way to support the show and spread the message. New episodes drop every Monday, so don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss a beat. You can find me on Instagram at thebalancedbody underscore or at balancedbodyhealth.com. Want to work with me? Click the link in the show notes to schedule your free session to see if we're a good fit. And finally, any comments, requests, or suggestions on who or what you want to hear on the show, send them to me via email or on Instagram, and I'll see what I can do. Have a wonderful rest of your week and stay balanced. <music>